Welcome to this episode of the Raising Kilim podcast. My name is Marsh Naidu and I blog at RaisingKillen.org where we curate resources for parents raising children with developmental delay and disabilities. As always, remember the content on this podcast is purely informational and if you seek advice for your specific situation to contact a trained professional. Today's episode is brought to you by Move Up Physical Therapy, a private practice in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, owned and operated by Rebecca Renfro. Rebecca, thank you so much for believing in the work we do and your sponsorship. As I reflect back to the beginning of the year on the podcast, the main goal that was set was to investigate the infrastructure and supports that are in place to uh, support our adults with disabilities uh, with regards to housing, transportation, employment and medical care. As you recall, um, at the beginning of this year, I had a conversation with Pete Hickson from Woodstock, Georgia on episode 77, when we discussed the work that they were doing at Beyond Communities, where they were setting up housing communities or apartments for young adults with disabilities In today's episode, we are going to focus closer to home here in Northwest Tennessee, where I have a conversation with Dr. Jerry Katzenel, who will be telling us more about the work he and his family are doing at Home Life Community and their goal of establishing a forever home for young persons with disabilities in our region. So grab that cup of coffee, put your feet up and get ready for some awesome conversation. Dr. Jerry Cardsonell, welcome to the Raising Kellen podcast. We are so honored to have you here with us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Righty. Guys, Dr. Jerry Cardsonell received his Doctorate of Medicine from St. Louis University School of Medicine and completed his pediatric training at Kessler Air Force Base. Dr. Cardsonell practiced traditional pediatric medicine until the birth of his fourth son, Joshua, who was diagnosed with autism and all its related chronic diseases. The challenge of treating multiple medical conditions required integration of the very latest medical interventions that included both traditional and complementary approaches. There now remains another great challenge, the provision of a forever home and family for our adults with special needs. Jerry, first off, just letting the listeners find out a little more about you. Tell us something about where you grew up and where you were raised. 
Well, that's going way back now. I grew up in Los Angeles, California, in a little suburb called Sherman Oaks. And I was raised there. And at that time, there were chicken farms and uh, a lot of open spaces. Of course, you wouldn't see that now. And uh, I always wanted to fix things and go into medicine. In fact, uh, whenever I got a present, whether it be a Christmas or a birthday, I had a promise that I wouldn't take it apart for two weeks. And uh, so, because I always wanted to take things apart, see how they work, put them back together again, that uh, evolved into taking apart uh, old cars and putting back engines together. And then having a love for science, biology, and always medicine, um, that kind of pushed me into that field, went into medicine for that. And what a great way to uh, take those gifts and talents of finding out what's broken and putting it together again. Um, I was able to utilize those gifts in, in medicine. Uh, but, you know, sometimes in medicine, some more harm can be done than we think it can be. And um, my son was harmed. And um, my wife said, you broke him, now you fix him, because, well, that's what I do. And uh, Josh developed autism uh, following uh, some uh, vaccines that I gave him. And uh, that put me on this road of more of a naturalistic approach of raising children as well as repairing them best I can. As a physician, I can use both natural medicine and pharmaceuticals. We can't throw those away too. My son's a diabetic, insulin-dependent diabetic. I, I can't throw away pharmaceuticals, insulin. He also has Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I got to use thyroid medicine. But a lot of things we can do like ashwagandha and valerian. But the treatment of these kids is what I've been doing for over 35 years now. Uh, as I'm getting older and my son's doing great, but he'll never be able to live on his own, I have to start thinking start thinking about the future and what, what his home life would be like after mom and dad and the other kids that I take care of are not able to take care of them or no longer here. And uh, if you look around, not too many choices for our kids with neurodevelopmental disabilities. It doesn't have to just be autism. It could be obviously cerebral palsy, but things that would require um, them to have assistance and manage their activities of daily living, whether it be cleaning their glasses, giving insulin, taking their seizure meds, getting in and out of wheelchairs to use the potty, they're going to need assistance. And there's just not a great model for that uh, currently available. So, Jerry, you guys now currently reside um, in Jackson, Tennessee. Tell me a little bit more about home life community. And from my understanding, you guys are almost on your way to actually creating this community. Oh, absolutely. So if you want to go to homelifecommunity.org, you can see what we're up to. Um, but we were just approved by the uh, the city council and the mayor to um, develop 41 acres, 42 acres of property that we already have a contract on to do exactly what we want to do. Uh, it was unanimously voted on Tuesday and approved. And that's really exciting for us. Uh, we're, we have a, a track of 42 acres that is undeveloped and all wooded right now. It's got deer on it and, and birds and all kinds of beautiful things. Got a creek running through it. Uh, 42 acres, if you do four houses to an acre, which they normally do. Um, that's going to be 160 homes on this. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're doing 20 homes. 20 homes that hold four residents each with full-time 
staff during the day and night. So there'll always be a house parent of some sort there with kitchens. And adjacent to that, we're going to have a, a recreation learning center, which is going to have an indoor pool, a gymnasium, weight room, and multiple types of classrooms for whatever our, our young women and men are interested in, such as arts and crafts, computer lab, home theater, brought to you by Best Buy, of course. But whatever we have, we're going to have multiple areas of learning because our guys and gals are lifelong learners. Right. Some can actually um, manage things at age 30 that we had no idea they can manage when they were only 20. They, they are lifelong learners, so we don't give up on them. But we need to stimulate them so they can grow mentally, physically, socially, and of course, spiritually. And uh, so we're going to meet all those needs. Each each uh, adult will have a, um, a plan just for them that meets their unique needs, because as you know, um, and your listeners know, each of our young men and women um, are very unique and have special likes and certainly special dislikes. So Jay, when is this project going to, to get off the ground? It's it's in motion now. In other words, we have one more hearing because that's the, law, the rule of law here. You have to have two hearings. So anybody who wants to object, they can, just like at a wedding. If anybody has an objection, say it now and they listen, no objections, they move on. So here we have two, two times that we can object and we can either so anyway i don't expect that to be a problem that's next month um then we have to raise the funds for buying the property which is very generously being i wouldn't say given to us but at 42 acres of what we're paying for it is a huge gift the the, the gentleman involved is making a, a very generous donation to us by selling us the property very expensively we plan to be buying and doing everything debt free that's very important um so we're right in the process right now of raising funds to buy the property engineering is going to cost a hundred thousand dollars you know when they bring in the the uh the sewer lines the electrical cable water you know you've seen that before when you drive by developments where you have all the stubs up there and you, you see the hoses coming out and one's for electrical and one's for water and stuff. So we have to have that all taken care of. The site has to be prepared for um, the actual foundations to be laid. So that's, that's in the hundred, $150,000 range. Okay. The, the uh, indoor aquatics area, the pool area, the gymnasium, that building, which will house our admin upstairs, which will house a salon, for the ladies to get their hairs done and makeup and uh, haircuts. We, my, my barber said his whole team will take a day off each month and come to our place and do the men and women's hair um, for free. I mean, the, the Jack, well, kind of like up in Dyersburg, Jackson is just a very, very giving community. I'm just it so, really is. so much love that no matter what we say, oh, we'll come and help you with that. We'll come and help you with that. Um, so we'll have multiple things including a, a medical clinic that i plan to take care of just um to take care of the coughs and colds and sprained ankles or whatever comes in you know i'll be able to do that so it'll be a so it'll all be self-contained that facility it's going to be about 11 to 12 million dollars wow. okay now when we build out the houses um the houses are going to be probably around seven hundred fifty thousand dollars each is what I'm assuming now with the, the new costs. And I'm sure many of your listeners know that things have gone up like windows and flooring and stuff, non-toxic homes, 
Okay, so there the HVAC systems, heating, ventilation, air conditioning. There's not going to there's going to be ultraviolet light in there and special filters that trap mold spores. In other words, I don't want the place to to look and smell like a Ramada Inn in five years, seven years. It's going to be clean as a whistle. No uh, volatile organic compounds in the paints or any of the finishes. So the indoor air quality will be exceptional. The floorings will be exceptional. The uh, the it'll be incredibly attractive. Wait to wait to your listeners go to homelifecommunity.org and look at the pictures that the I know it's it, it's a re- I've had parents say I yeah. want to live there. Yeah, I'm like, no, you cannot live there. You can buy one of the houses in the perimetry, but this is their community. Yeah. Okay, this is not your community. If you want your community, you build one. <laughs> okay, now here's the thing. Are you familiar with the St. Jude Hospital's model? St. Jude, no matter what happens to you with cancer, you come there and you're treated for free because they have something called an endowment. And that endowment's invested and they basically live off the interest. The interest allows them to give all the medical care and pay for everything for free. Well, that's what we plan to do too. In other words, anybody can build something like this and charge eight to $10,000 a month. But most of us mere mortals cannot save up eight to $10,000 a month for our adult children for the next 30 or 40 or 50 years. And our government's not going to kick in eight to $10,000 a month. We may get a $950 a month SSDI check, and the parents may be able to give us a $25,000 life insurance policy at the end of their life. But that's about it. So we have to come up with an alternate way to pay for this. Now, obviously, if some families come and they have millions that grandma and grandpa left or whatever, fabulous. That will help with the whole community. But I don't want this to be a community of the rich and famous. That's easy to do. I'll let somebody else do that. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in making a model that can be replicated all around the country to show you how to build this, how to finance it without going into debt, and how to ensure that there's enough operating expenses and reserve money to replace the roofs in 20 years and whatever, the furniture and everything, how to do it all like a vacation home, you know, how they have it all programmed. So that's what we're planning on doing. So that's big fundraising. And, you know, you hear a lot of negative things about our country nowadays, but there's still a lot of big hearts out there with big money, philanthropy, we call it. And when they see this going and they'll say, here's a $5 million check for your your longevity fund, your legacy fund, whatever you want to call it. And we'll be able to live off that interest. So the kids aren't like going to be told this year, the government cut back $100,000. So we're going back to, you know, green beans and mac and cheese. The food here is going to be organic. And you know what? My son likes Taco Tuesdays. So in his house, they can have Taco Tuesdays. But the next guy, he likes to have meatloaf Mondays or whatever it is. They can still have the same foods that they're used to. It'll be organic. It'll be clean. So that's the difference. Jerry, there's such a a width and a depth to our uh, children with disabilities as far as abilities are concerned, right? So, for example, if someone perhaps had a... um, a work assignment that was outside of the actual community. Is that something you foresee happening where young adults would have a place to stay um, and perhaps have work assignments or uh, employment outside of the community? Or do you see this being something more self-contained? How about not or? How about all? Okay. This facility will be self-contained and... For those 
young men and women who can work outside, whether in a computer lab, Starbucks, the grocery store, God bless them, let them go. We'll make sure that they get there and they get back. So it will be a, a facility that caters to all uh, abilities. Now, what I see going up is not the and, it's the or. In other words, I see places that are being designed for only high-functioning adults who don't even need anybody living in their apartment, okay? And they are self-sufficient and they may need help paying bills. They might need help getting groceries, but otherwise they're going to work at FedEx or UPS and they love it and stuff, but that's all that that's what they're building. And that's a very inexpensive model because you don't have, you don't have things for yeah, them. We're building it where it's a, these guys and gals can work four hours a day, come back, do more learning, um, playing, have a place to play basketball, dance nights, arts and crafts, home theater, but a community. So they're never lonely and they will find friends in this community that they like to hang with and maybe room with. So I think we can do both. Jerry, how can um, parents find out more about Home Life Community? Um, now, you guys do have a website, homelifecommunity.org, but if they would like to maybe reach out and, and talk one-on-one -on -one with somebody in the organization as such, what access would parents have to kind of get that communication going? Okay. So um, let me ask David on the website, is there a community contact form? Yeah, there's a contact form on our, on our website. I thought so. I was like, better have one. But, but yeah, there's a contact, how to contact us and they can put in their name and their email address, their specific questions and reach uh, out to us and we will answer them. So as a parent, I I guess a question I would want to ask is, what would be the enrollment process? So that's coming, okay? We're, we're, we're first getting through the first stages of building, okay? Um, and so that will come. So the, what we're doing first is, is we're going to build this out modularly. In other words, we're first going to build the day facility. And the day facility, before we build any residence, the day facility will be fully staffed and we're going to have, if you will, our day campers, people who get dropped off at nine in the morning and picked up at five or 4.30 in the afternoon. Parents have some respite care, especially when they got their adults who are no longer in the school system. And for those guys and gals who aren't working, they're just at home. Okay. And the only facility here in Jackson that was doing that just shut down. So we there were like 40 adults that were in a day program. So the first we're gonna do is create the day program. And then um, as we develop funds, then we'll build our first set of four homes. Okay. At that point, we will develop the, the procedure on how to um, be considered for enrollment in our, in our lifelong community. This is not a day program now. This is like, this is now, that doesn't mean you can't take your, your son or daughter away for a week and go to Disney World or whatever. I mean, they're still able to come and go um, as you would like. Of course, we need to know that, but uh, they have a home. But it's good to know that where they're going to be after we're no longer here. But that's coming. Let, give me, let me build the, uh, the $12 million day program first, and then we'll start building the homes. Again, the whole idea is proof of concept that this can be done. Everybody says it's a good idea. Everybody loves the idea. Your listeners say it's a fan, but nobody really wants to do it. 
very few of us like myself and my son david who's the executive director want to do it okay it's, not, it's great to talk about it but let's do it that's what that's where we're at so we're at the doing it phase i'd say give us a year might not be that slow but but generally when you develop property you've seen that you've seen master plan communities it doesn't pop up overnight um by the time they start the tractors come in they probably have been in permitting and and stuff for six months to eight months you know all the architectural drawings have to be approved the bids have to come in from the contractor so by the way the contractor that we have elected to build this um, has a child on the spectrum and so he's got skin in the game he's not going to be uh, ripping us off on windows or flooring or or tiles or doing substandard work this is where his son's going to be so it's kind of nice having somebody where i don't have to look over his shoulder and say why are you getting cheap over here I think a lot of parents, you know, with our perspective are vested in making sure their kids have a place that they can call their forever home. And um, I just, if there's any way that we can help on the podcast, I would please don't hesitate to, to, to reach out and uh just, just thank you for having the the foresight to plan and and move ahead and actually take action. Um, as you said, it's uh, it's it's not always easy to take action, and it's and it's many hands coming together prove the concept. Um, and just honestly, would really like to thank you for your time this morning, um, coming on board to tell us what you have planned here in Northwest Tennessee. It's exciting to be here, and we love it. We came from Orlando. My wife's still missing the sun and the warmth, but we'll we'll acclimate to this environment. It's it's great. Oh, by the way, each of the houses will have a safe room in them. Uh, there'll be the pantry. So, because I found out there's something called what's it called? Uh, tornadoes that come through here now and then. I want to make sure that you don't have to like hustle all these young men and women out of the house and into. No, they just go into their pantry, and close the door, and it's a big safe room. I don't know if you're familiar with that concept, but these are it's like a concrete vault. Okay, so there may be nothing left except for your vault, but you'll have your lives there, and that'll work. But right now, what we're looking for is gifts. And um, if God puts on the heart of uh, your listeners to um, support us in this adventure, um, we'd be most appreciative now because that's what's really going to take to raise it to the next level, to raise buildings. It takes it takes a lot of money. And like I said, we're going to do this debt-free. I know God's got a plan, and I don't have to worry about it. But uh, I appreciate you and, and letting our, our families know that uh, this is coming here. and. We're going to plan to replicate this. So it's not just one. Jerry, thank you so much for your time. And thank you, David, for organizing and getting this podcast together. Guys, is there anything that you perhaps would like to leave the listeners with or um, any words of encouragement? I think the, um, the words of encouragement would be that there are like-minded moms and dads mom and dad warriors out there who maybe when we have kids who are three and four, we don't really aren't really thinking about what's going to happen to them when they're 27, 28, or something happens to us. Uh, but as they get older, it becomes more and more clear. We're going to need to find a, a place for them and not just a, uh, a residential community for those with disabilities. You know, we're building homes, we're building communities, we're building family. And that's the difference. 
And um, there'll be something that uh, will have medical freedom because we won't be involved with the government in building this. So if our, our families do want to have their kids vaccinated, they may. But if they don't want them vaccinated, they don't have to. We're not going to have any rules and restrictions like that. Um, have faith and uh, we'll see what God can do. And it's going to be pretty exciting. All right, Jerry. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And, you know, God bless you as well for the work you and your family are doing and uh, hope to talk to you all soon. Very good. We'll keep you posted. Thank you so much for listening along to the podcast today. Please give us a rate and review on your podcast player that will be sincerely appreciated as well as share this story with friends living in the Northwest Tennessee area of the work that Dr. Jerry Katzenel is planning um, as far as home life community is concerned. And again, the website that he referenced was home lifecommunity.org. As always, remember, get to the top of your mountain. This is Marsh Naidu signing off.